Welcome back to another episode of MagicCast.ai, the podcast that brings you all the magic of artificial intelligence and its influence on various aspects of our lives. I'm your host, and hey, I'm no longer a robot. Audience applause, today, we're diving into the fascinating world of chess history. So, grab your favorite board, dust off those trusty old pieces, and get ready to make some genius moves. Chess has a rich history that spans centuries and continents. It all began in ancient India, around the 6th century AD. Back then, it was known as Shacharanga, and it quickly spread like a wildfire across Asia and Europe. Imagine, a game so captivating that it conquered the world before hashtags even existed. But the chess we know and love today didn't come to be overnight. It took centuries of evolution and countless players pushing the boundaries of strategy. Think of it like a chess game itself, each move building upon the last to create something truly extraordinary. Now, let me take you back to the 19th century, a time when chess theory moved at a snail's pace. You see, before that, chess sets were as unique as snowflakes. I mean, you never knew what kind of pieces you were going to get. It was like a lucky dip of pontastic proportions. But fear not, my chess-loving friends, because in the mid-19th century, something marvelous happened. Chess sets were standardized, thanks to the introduction of the illustrious Staunton pieces. And let me tell you, these pieces are still considered the gold standard for tournament chess sets. So, if you ever find yourself yearning for those classic wooden friends, Staunton is your go-to guy. And just when you thought, hey, these chess battles are lasting an eternity, along came the chess clock. Ah. The sweet sound of time ticking away, putting pressure on those players to make swift moves. Before chess clocks, a single game could drag on for up to 14 hours. I mean, come on, even the longest movies last less than that. Thank the chess heavens for these timekeepers. Fast forward to the late 19th century, when a young prodigy by the name of Paul Morphy conquered the chess scene like a true champion. He traveled all over Europe, trouncing every major player, except for our friend Howard Staunton. It's like a classic tale of good versus evil, except the evil guy had some serious chess skills. Then came the era of Emmanuel Lasker, the man with the golden crown of chess. He held the world championship title for a whopping 27 years, which is longer than it takes some of us to decide what to watch on Netflix. And let's not forget the legendary Jose Raul Capablanca, the master of endgame technique. Even today, the best chess engines struggle to find any errors in his moves. That's like a chef making a dish so perfect that Gordon Ramsay himself would be speechless. In the 1920s, a new school of thought emerged in the world of chess, hypermodernism. Think of it as the rebellious teenager of chess strategies, challenging the norms of the old guard. It brought new ideas, fresh approaches, and probably a fair share of head-scratching moments among the more traditional players. Now, my fellow chess enthusiasts, we come to the Soviet Union era, a time when the world championship title seemed to be locked away in the Iron Curtain vault. Alekhine, Bitvinik, Smyslov, Tal, Petrosian, Spassky, Karpov, Kasparov, Kramnik. The names that echoed through the chess halls, the giants who proved that the Soviet chess domination was no joke. And then, like a knight swooping in to save the day, Bobby Fischer emerged. In 1972, he faced off against Boris Spassky in an epic match that even non-chess enthusiasts couldn't resist. 
It was like the Super Bowl of chess, complete with drama, tension, and probably a few spilled cups of coffee from all the nail-biting. But alas, Fisher's reign was short-lived. Due to some, let's call them unique demands, he had to bid adieu to his title. It's like he threw a chess tantrum, and the world had to wait for another champion to emerge. Enter Anatoly Karpov, the master of strategy and endurance. For ten long years, he held the title and fought off all challengers like a chess superhero. But his greatest rival turned out to be none other than Garry Kasparov, a chess genius that pushed the boundaries of the game like an AI algorithm on steroids. Kasparov and Karpov battled it out in five legendary matches, with a whopping 144 games played between them for that elusive title. Talk about stamina. But, hey, they contributed to chess theory like no other, taking the game to new heights. Today, we live in a world where chess engines reign supreme. Even the current world champion, the mighty Magnus Carlsen, relies on these AI-powered masters of chess. Carlsen's been holding on to that title since 2013, and he's been the highest-rated player in the world for what feels like forever. Seriously, does he have a supercomputer for a brain? And speaking of supercomputers, let's not forget the jaw-dropping moment in 2017 when AlphaZero played a 100-game match against Stockfish, and prevailed. It was like watching David take down Goliath, if David had access to the most powerful algorithms ever created. Well, my dear chess enthusiasts, our journey through chess history comes to an end. But fear not, for the game continues to evolve, captivating players young and old, and providing endless hours of joy and frustration. Until next time, keep those knights in shining armor, those bishops on their holy paths, and those pawns, well, pawning. This is signing off from magiccast.ai. Remember, in the game of life, always make your moves with purpose and a touch of magic. Closing music.